0: We are back on the Rational Boomer podcast. Hope your day is going well. It is Friday morning, and I have uh, the good fortune to have another one of the listeners to the Rational Boomer podcast to be a guest on the show. His name is Kevin. He's from Connecticut. He's been on the show before, and that show went pretty well. So I have high hopes for this one, and I'm pretty sure all will go pretty well. So, Kevin, thank you for joining me on the program. I appreciate it very much.
1: Well, thank you again, and hello to all the young and old boomers out there. It's <laughs> good to be here.
0: Well, yeah, and and I asked you, I, I had to remind myself how old you are, and you are not a boomer. You're forty four, so relatively no, speaking, you're the, uh,
1: Gen Z, I believe, or uh, Gen X, I believe. Yeah,
0: yeah, Gen X. Uh, let's just say Kevin's Gen X with an old soul. To steal something, <laughs> steal something from those. Uh, the spiritual folks on TikTok, Um, and, and, and you're in maintenance and you can fix just about anything and and which, which is ironic because I can fix absolutely nothing. So it's a, it's a good combination here. Um, how are things (laughs) going out in Connecticut for you? Everything, you know, with all the stuff that's going on in the world, how's it going for you specifically
1: work? Um, yeah, specifically, I mean, everything is going good. Um, you know, Connecticut is Connecticut. We're blue here, you know, yeah. but that's not to say that we don't get the uh, the, the, the Trumpers that drive by with the 10,000 flags in the bed of their trucks and yeah. the bumper stickers and the occasional house that you'll drive by that's just decorated, you know, to the T. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we get those here, too. In fact, I was walking through a parking lot yesterday, and uh, I saw a truck with the flags on the back, and I'm thinking – they don't even realize how ridiculous they look and how stupid they're going to feel ultimately yeah it's uh it's uh, you know did you did you happen to listen to the podcast I did with Brian Wallenberg the trump bumper did you
1: i absolutely did i actually- i believe I sent an email in uh, congratulating you because that was a great show
0: well. I'll be honest with you. It didn't go any differently than I expected. I knew Kevin. I knew he wasn't, you know, I I, I don't deserve a lot of praise for that because that was a gimme. Uh, I knew who he was and I knew he wasn't very confrontational, which is different than what you'd expect out of a Trump Humper, but he was just insistent. I mean, he, he was constantly bugging me. It's like, you know, it's, it, 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 it was like a, a Chihuahua taunting a bull Mastiff saying, come on, bitch, <laughs> let's fight. Come on. So I said, all right, we'll fight. And I, I held back a little, I knew it wasn't going to take much for him to look foolish because he was completely wrong. Um, but the funny thing is, is any one of us in, in in the audience here or me, when we run into Trump humpers, you never run into one like that. It's always some loud and proud, obnoxious fuck.
1: Yep. yeah, They're all like that. Basically, they figure the louder they are and the longer they can out yell you, the righter they are, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I think so. I, you know, I think that, you know. They get loud because they have no substance. They have no fact. They have no truth behind them. So they just <laughs> want to bully their way through. And, and sometimes it works, but nowadays it's, uh, it's becoming, uh, harder for them to do that. You know, we, we, we had this hurricane down in Florida and we can talk more about that in a bit. I, I think we've talked a lot about it here on the podcast and in the news, but, uh, the January 6th hearing was supposed to happen yesterday.
1: Yeah, that was disappointing.
0: It was disappointing, they- but you understand why why they didn't do it. with
1: Absolutely, I understand.
0: And I, I want the hearing to get all the attention it can get. It's hard to get focused on a hearing when you've got devastation going through a major state in our country. But I don't know if you heard, Jenny Thomas finally consented to testify in front of the January 6th committee. She did that yesterday.
1: In spite no, of uh, today, did she not uh, believe it was today? Was it on Thursday, right?
0: Well, it's on Thursday, but you have to understand when we do this, Kev, this oh. is going to run tomorrow <laughs> morning, so, so it's actually yesterday.
1: You're right. I'm sorry.
0: We should have had that production meeting <laughs> ahead of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's my fault. It's on me. Uh, but, no, yeah, it was Thursday, and she spoke. And uh, why? why do you suppose that after all this time saying, I don't want to talk. I, I I don't think there's any reason for me to talk cuz I don't know anything. Why do you think she decided to talk now?
1: Well, I mean, I think she sees the writing on the wall. Absolutely. You know, the um the the text that were come out that came out were were pretty devastating. There's not much ambiguity right there in those conversations. It's pretty, you know, clear and cut and dry that that Um, what she was up to, and especially if it's found to be true, 100 percent true, that she did send money to someone's Venmo in order to bus some of these protesters to D.C., that's going to i have a feeling that may come back to bite her.
0: Oh, she's got a lot of things to answer for. You know, she was having those strategy meetings in the White House. This bitch could just walk in the White House, pull together yeah, a crowd and That's and let's the other have media. thing.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get that. Man, how is it that this civilian, I mean, let's call it like it is, she's just a civilian. She's nobody. You know, her husband is on the Supreme Court, but that she's no one. So who is this no one able to walk in and out of the White House and give advice to Donald Trump and suggestions as to who to hire and um you know, basically throwing her will around in the white house. Like who, who does she think she is?
0: Well, that, you know, that, that, that's how Donald Trump runs. I mean, I, I've told the story too. I had a, I had a father who was a narcissist and he was a, you know, a fairly high powered business businessman. He was a salesman, but he was very successful. He made a lot of money and as, as hard nosed and hard to deal with as he was, as I got older in my early teens to my mid teens, I realized how easy it was to manipulate him. All you had to do was pat him on the back, say, yes, you are great. You're the best ever. And and you could get him to do pretty much whatever you wanted. (laughs) Then you throw in the fact that she's married to a Supreme Court justice. Donald Trump is thinking in his head, I want to do as many favors for these people. So when I need him, he'll come through for me. That's yeah. It's as simple as that. Everybody wants to make Donald Trump out to be this super intellectual. He's not. He's dumb as fuck. He's a reactionary. He just pulls shit out of his ass.
1: Yeah, it's a basic um, quid pro quo. It's uh, you do this, Absolutely. I'll do this. That's Absolutely. really all it is. It's all transactional with him. There, are, I would doubt that he actually has an emotional relationship with anyone on this planet.
0: No, no, I, I would agree. And, you know, that's one of the things I found out with my father as as cordial and amenable as he could be to a lot of folks from a distance, my dad and same could be said for Donald Trump. They look real good. They look respectful. They look or respectable. They look uh, they look successful. And people say, Yeah, he's great. But the one thing I found out about my dad, and I would suspect it's the same with Donald Trump, he had no close friends that extended for any period of time because what? eventually the craps cracks come through and they see it. And that's why my dad's family and probably Donald Trump's family know exactly who the fuck he is. He doesn't look as good because you're too close to him. And nobody ever stuck around very long to be his buddy because eventually they go, what the fuck is that? And yeah, I think,
1: anyone anyone with a pair of eyes and a brain can see what he is
0: and i think the republicans in general knew this all along but they knew that if they sided with him or supported him that it meant votes or money now that that's kind of fading away you're going to see these people step away
1: yeah definitely
0: now wouldn't you think that that Somebody like Ginny Thomas with all this stuff out there about her, you would think she'd go testify with her hat in hand and say, well, you know, I'm backing off a little bit. You would think she'd do that, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, no, you would think that that's what she would do.
0: A normal person would just to try to save themselves. But the first thing she said is, I definitely believe that the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump, in spite of the fact 80 judges said, yeah, that's bullshit. But she still believes it. And she sat in front of the J6 committee and said that.
1: Yeah, the Republicans love to double down once they've said some dumb shit. Yeah, they that refuse is, to
0: say they're wrong.
1: Yeah, that is definitely true of the newer Republican Party, because, I mean, they, these people are just despicable people.
0: Now, you're you're married, right, Kevin?
1: Yes, three okay. kids married.
0: How long you been married?
1: Uh, 21 years,
0: 21 years. Shit. I'm going on 39 next month. So, uh, or this month, actually, it's going to be October. It's this month. Um,
1: (laughs) you better remember that day.
0: Oh, I always remember the day. (laughs) I always remember the day. Otherwise I'll wake up dead someday, but, (laughs) um, But here's the thing. In addition to saying, doubling down on Donald Trump winning the election, she also went ahead and said, uh, and and here's the deal. My husband and I have a hard and fast rule. We don't talk about politics at home. He doesn't know anything about the stuff I'm doing. And in fact, Clarence doesn't even like politics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Now, you've been married 21 years. I've been married 39 years. And I got to be perfectly fucking honest. Um, I don't even have to say anything. My wife knows what the fuck I'm thinking before I even think it. The yeah, idea, exactly. The idea that these two don't interact about something like this is absolutely absurd.
1: Especially after knowing how deep into this Q conspiracy stuff that she really is. There's no way she didn't try to turn her husband to the dark side. Not that he wasn't already there, but you know what I
0: mean? Right. No, I agree. I agree. He's been, you know, before before uh, Scalia died or whatever, he was kind of quiet. But now he's tried to pick up the, the reins from Scalia, I think, and try to take yeah. some control. But he's, you know, as much as Scalia was evil, Clarence Thomas isn't anywhere near as smart as Scalia. This guy is incompetent at best. He was the first of the incompetent Supreme Court justices we have on the court.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. And, you know, that's part of the thing, too, with the Supreme Court. You know, you'd think that these people would be above reproach, that these people would be the best of the best. You know, the only really good Supreme Court justice that I see on that entire panel right now is our new justice, Ketanji Brown. She is Highly qualified, highly smart, worked as a clerk for the Supreme Court judge. I mean, this woman is is the perfect, if you had to make a molding of what kind of judge you want in the Supreme Court, she would be the mold. She is a great person. I mean, all around good person.
0: Yeah, uh, a- absolutely. She is, I think she's regarded as the most qualified Judge to be appointed to the Supreme Court In the history of the court Because yeah. her vast experience I mean you look at somebody like Kavanaugh Or uh, Amy Coney Berry Or or Any of these other ones Even, even Judge Clarence Thomas uh, th- These people are hacks They're political yep. hacks And they are on our Supreme Court Now I don't know if you heard Judge Alito One of the conservatives The guy who wrote this overturning of Roe v. Wade. He's pretty butthurt now because he he's saying that all of us are doing a wrong thing because we're questioning the credibility of the Supreme Court. So it's sure. not us. We're hurting the Supreme Court by questioning what they do. And 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 my take on it is look, um we wouldn't question the Supreme Court if you didn't do fucked up unconstitutional shit. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: It's not our fault that that we don't trust you if you're not trustworthy. Uh, I don't get... they're, They're really trying to push it on us. Well, it's our fault, and we should just trust everything they do. No. Fucking no.
1: Yeah, no. Not especially after watching the last three justices sit there in their confirmation hearings and swear up and down that Roe v. Wade was... Settled law that it was precedent, it wasn't be touched, blah, blah, blah. And the very, what, six, you know, it was a year and six months later, they overturned it. You know, these people are not good people. All of them have some sort of character flaw some sort of reason why they shouldn't be a part of that bench. The only person that belongs there is Ketanji Brown. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish we can just swipe the 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 slide clean and just start over.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can't do that, and even impeaching some of these people would be a long, drawn-out process and might might not be able to do it. But what about the other option? The other option is to expand the court, make it, say, 13 13- Justices as opposed to nine, and that
1: absolutely
0: that kind of makes sense because when we put nine justices there, there were nine circuit courts now there are thirteen circuit courts, so it's reasonable to add four more now that we have more circuit courts, so I think that's something you're gonna see being looked at uh but everything kind of hinges on the midterms, you know right. Right. Uh, if they can maintain power in the House and the Senate, maybe expand in the Senate, then they can get some things done. Theoretically, if they get a bigger uh, group in the Senate, they could even possibly impeach Clarence Thomas or Kavanaugh. I mean, it sounds like Amy Coney Barry, uh, Barrett is it Barrett or Barry? I think it's Barrett. Barrett, okay. Even her, something just came out recently about uh, about some monies that she misappropriated. All yeah, of of this, course, of course. All, all of this should have come out in the in in, in the uh, the hearings. I mean, for whatever reason, the Republicans hit a lot of shit, like Kavanaugh's drinking, Kavanaugh's debt, and all this shit. They just yeah. lost over it so they could shove in whoever the fuck they wanted.
1: And not only that, is Clarence Thomas too. I mean, I'm not too young or too old to remember that um, during his confirmation hearing in Needle Hill, the uh, sexual allegation, or sexual assault allegations, you know, uh, some of these people have some really dark histories.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the one thing I heard about the court when all this stuff is going down, I heard somebody say, and I've mentioned this before, I heard somebody say, you know, our Supreme Court should have a code of conduct yeah. You, you mean we don't already fucking have yeah. one?
1: I know. How, I you know what, I remember when you made that podcast, I couldn't freaking believe that there wasn't one already in place.
0: Well, you know, that and then I've talked about this in the podcast too. You know what where this all went awry with Donald Trump. There were always not so much laws in in government, in the White House and Oval Office and stuff. They always had these what they called norms. Nobody would ever go past those norms because God knows what could happen. And it's just normal for people just to stay within those boundaries until Donald yeah. Trump comes along and we find out, well, he ran right over the norms and not fucking that a fucking thing happened to him. So we've got a problem not only with Donald Trump, but these norms have to be turned into something more uh, specific and more like laws as opposed to norms, because apparently there is no accountability for going over these norms. They need to be stronger.
1: Absolutely. You're a hundred percent right. And, you know, speaking of shitty judges, have you heard that Eileen Cannon overruled the, overruled the, um, the dairy order as yeah. far as having Donald have to show proof or at least put it in writing under perjury, um, Uh, under uh i hope you out here What's uh under order forgery or however it's worded? but um
0: well he he basically they said you need to put up or shut up you said that these documents were either planted or declassified you need to show us proof that that is the case and since they brought the lawsuit that only makes sense the judge deary is very well respected, 40 years of experience. And this this clown that Donald Trump appointed is an absolute idiot. I don't, I, I don't understand how they can say we need a special master and they give them the special master they ask for. And the judge bends over backwards for Donald Trump as they do. But now they're arguing with the special master who they fucking put in place.
1: Right, right. It's a, he's 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 got a judge on his side arguing with the special master that he wanted that he would that he appointed. And it's just a shit show. The whole thing is just a giant shit show.
0: Now I don't know enough about law, but with all this dicking around, for my money, what I think needs to happen is Merrick Garland needs to go. Fuck it. I'm just indicting this motherfucker. You know they've gone through all the information. I mean, Donald Trump is trying to – it was weird because three weeks after the FBI had it, they said, oh, we need a special master. You can't look at that. You don't think the FBI already fucking I looked at it? Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ.
1: What did he think, that they were just sitting on it waiting for his response? I mean, come on.
0: Donald Trump is a clown, and every time he says or does something – it just makes it worse for him. I said something with uh, Ed. I said, you know, if Donald Trump could shut his mouth, he would not be in nearly the pro- trouble he's in now. He could yeah. have gone through the four years and just slipped off into the into the abyss and, and continued his life as it is. But his life now will never be the same.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think himself thrusting himself into the spotlight of running for the presidency and then eventually losing. But, yeah, I I think this brought a giant spotlight under all of his businesses and all of everything that he's doing, because anyone who's involved with him knows that almost all of his dealings are shady in one way or another.
0: Yeah. Well, do you you honestly think there's a chance he's going to run in 2024?
1: I, you know what, man, I, 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 I'm gonna say no because I think he is, as you say, you know, he's the world's biggest narcissist. Yeah. I really think he's afraid of losing again.
0: Oh yeah, I, but I don't think he's gonna have the opportunity. Either he will be restricted legally. But I think this midterm is going to be a big test for Donald Trump and what his future – where his future lies. He's endorsed a bunch of people. McConnell already knows that these are the craziest fucking candidates they could have, and he's already almost – uh, uh Resigned to the fact that they're going to lose the Senate, he knows these candidates aren't good. You know, you've got Doctor Oz in, in 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 Pennsylvania. He's down by ten fucking points. You know, forty five days out. Is of the he election. really by yeah. that far? Yeah, yeah, he is, and it's it's going to be worse for him. And I know Herschel and Warnock are close, but. There's no way Herschel's winning You know that.
1: what that I, I really don't understand, especially with all the work that Stacey Abrams has done as far as vote getting people out to register and get people voting in Georgia. I really don't understand how the hell Herschel Walker is keeping it close with Raphael Warnock. That guy says the dumbest shit yeah. and he swears he's saying something good. But he stands up there with confidence, just opening his mouth, spouting this word salad and (laughs) feeling like he's a genius. Meanwhile, we're all laughing at him.
0: When I think of Herschel Walker and I think of Donald Trump, there's something I learned when I was younger. I said, if you're dumb and you want to learn, that's cool. But if you're dumb and you think you're a genius... That's fucking dangerous. And, and yeah. it's been proven out with Donald Trump. It's been proven out with any number of other, other people. But, but here's what I'm getting at. When the midterms happen and if it go down, it goes down like I thought it will, uh, where the House is held by the Democrats and even expands some of their majority and the Senate is held by the, uh, uh, Democrats and expands their majority there. If that happens, Donald Trump will immediately become a non-factor to the Republican Party. The only reason they latched on to him, they know he's a criminal. They know he's a fucking kook. But if he can't bring them money or, or votes, he's of no value to them, and there is no loyalty in politics. And if that happens, Donald Trump won't even be in the uh, equation when it comes to 2024. Even if he yeah. can run, the Republicans won't want him.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. It, it is a lot depending on these midterms coming up. And I truly believe that the Roe v. Wade overturning kind of awoken, you know, the women of this country because they are signing up to register to vote in droves. I mean, the percentages of women that are uh, registering right now are just incredible, and it's so great to see because that's the type of numbers that we need across the United States so that we can do what we need to do for Biden's last two two years.
0: Well, with all the hurdles that Republicans put up with trying to suppress votes and, and do all this shit, the one thing that's going to help us win is if, if we can get a similar turnout to what we had in 2020. Now, but historically, there's a lot fewer people that vote in, uh, uh in midterms. We know that, but historically speaking, that doesn't matter because everything we've got going on is nothing we've ever seen in history. So you can't really right. make that comparison. But the re, you know, one of the things that the, the Republicans said about, why it couldn't be real and why it was stolen because Joe Biden got so many votes, more votes than any president in history. That's not possible. Their mindset is, well, he's not very charismatic. You, How can you believe he got 81 million votes? Well, it had nothing to do with Joe Biden, it had everything to do with people were scared to death of Donald Trump. All right. And at this point, I think the Democrats and and everything that's going on is doing the right thing. That fear should still be there. Our democracy still is hanging in the balance if the Republicans win. So I'm thinking we're going to have an immense turnout for this midterm election. And that can only mean positive things for the Democrats.
1: Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. And to all the listeners out there, make sure you check your vote, your voter registration, because in some states they do purge the books. Um, That would be my advice is to make sure that you're registered and make sure you're registered early before November so that you don't have any issues on voting day. Um, Yeah, we definitely need to have a blue wave come November. Definitely needs to happen.
0: Well, if there was ever going to be a blue wave, it would have to be in this midterms. You know, they they will say, well, the Republicans traditionally win in the midterms when a Democratic president is elected. But, you know, in the last two years, two years ago, uh, they lost the Senate. Democrats maintained the House and they lost the presidency. The question I always ask is, what happened in those two years where the Republicans are going to get more votes? Nothing. In fact, yeah. a lot of things that happened would take votes away from them. Like you said, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade, they took a constitutional right away from 50% of this country. Yep. The, 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 the crime and the corruption and the, the documents. There's nothing there that helped them gain more votes between 20 and 22. It's just gotten worse for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you just reminded me of the, uh, the store the story i wanted to tell you about the uh, the interaction that i had with some trumpers i'd love to hear that go ahead <laughs> all right yeah if you don't mind it's not a no, long story not, but hey, um,
0: i got a fucking hour take as much time as you want
1: so um so normally in um in my town in a restaurant close by to my house i like to walk down and get a coffee and i do it just about every day Um, and there's these four older gentlemen, I'm guessing they're probably seventies, eighties, nineties, but they're always sitting there together and they always have the Trump hats on and, you know, they're always talking whatever the heck they talk about. But for the most part, for years and years, this is how long I've known these guys for years and years, we would just talk football. You know, I'd pop in after I grabbed my coffee. Hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, we talk about whatever game or whatever. And, um, you know, that was really our only interaction. About, um, I don't know, a month or so ago, I said, you know, I I just I can't help myself. I I need to find out, you know, this was immediately, I'd say, about three weeks after we found out Trump had top secret documents in Mar-a-Lago. So that was my question to them. I said, listen, do you guys, I know you guys all support Trump. I know you guys are all. I said, you know, since they found the top secret documents in Mar-a-Lago, are you guys still supporters of Trump? And before I could finish my sentence asking them that question, one of the guys stands up and he's shaking his skinny, bony finger at me. And he says he doesn't say he kind of yells Russia, Russia, Russia. And I was kind of taken aback by this, like, what the hell? And he sat back down, and, and of course, now they're all kind of ganging up on me. Oh, it was planted, the FBI, uh, this is Biden's FBI, blah, 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 blah. And I asked him, I said, you know, y- you guys are so into Trump, you know. Do do you know any of the things that Biden has accomplished? You know, um, this was right around the time when the— um. The Republican Party voted down um, help for the um, for uh, veterans with the burn pits, I believe it was.
0: Right. Right.
1: They were all patting each other on the back. And one of the guys is a veteran, I think of the Korean War. But I asked him straight up, like, were you okay with all of the Republicans that were voting against getting veterans help after they've been exposed to these burn pits? And, and he looks at me and he says, what are you talking about? Yeah, You know, and, um, you know, as I'm going on, I'm just asking him little questions. And the longer it goes on, I realize that these guys know absolutely nothing. Right, right. I even asked them, so, okay, guys, what do you guys think about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert? I, I get a, Who? Yeah. I, right then and there I realized my my conversation is just it's going to go nowhere. It's, it's never going to go anywhere. But these guys are so sure that they're right and and everyone else that's going against Trump is wrong. And they're so convinced of it even with no information. It it blows my mind how confident people can be when they're wrong.
0: Well, you know, that, that that's that's the thing, and I've seen that same thing. It's like you're, you're looking at a deer in the headlights. I had a conversation with a kid one time, and he was saying, well, the gas prices wouldn't be so high if, uh, if, uh, if they didn't shut down the Keystone Pipeline.
1: Yeah, and, that was another point one of them brought up when I brought up gas prices, exactly.
0: And I said, first of all, you understand – he didn't shut down the Keystone Pipeline. There was an extension to it that, that that wasn't even built yet. So if it wasn't even built yet, it couldn't have any bearing on gas prices. But moreover, it didn't move oil to make gasoline. It was uh, tar oil, and it was being sent to Mexico. So please explain to me how that would affect gas prices. And they just look at me like, where the fuck oh. does that come from? They don't know. And, <laughs> and you know what it is. It's the media. And I've bitched about the media before. The problem is, is depending on who you like or what position you take in politics, you watch certain media. And that media will only tell you what they want to tell you, and they don't tell you everything. And I'll be honest, yeah. the, le- the left side does that, too. They only yeah. tell you what's going to get a reaction. So so we've got – uh A country full of ill-informed people, and it's due to shitty fucking media. They're the ones that divided this country, not the politicians, because they give different information to different people.
1: Yeah. And you have your Fox Newses and your Tucker Carlson's and Hannity's and Laura Ingram's. All of these horrible people just spouting nonsense that these people just eat up and believe every little bit
0: of it. Well, you, you, you got an illustration of how these Trump humpers act. You know, we, we, uh, we talked about the, uh, the show I did with Brian Wallenberg and he was the Trump humper. And, yeah. and I would say something to counteract what he said and he had no answer. All he would say is, well, I don't believe that. Well, <laughs> Give me some facts. Why don't you believe that? I just told you, wouldn't that cause some curiosity to go take a look for yourself? But it won't. He only wants to hear what he wants. Yeah, he just
1: giggled and was 100% sure he was right. (laughs) Uh, That show was great, though. I I must say that show was great. You definitely had me kind of cheering for you out loud. That
0: (laughs) one. You didn't honestly think it was going to be a fight, though, did you? No, it, no, I, you know, it's what not I, because I, I'm brilliant. It's because I know this guy had nothing.
1: Right, right. It's, you know, I got exactly what I expected. And, you know, as your conversation is going on and, you know, different points are being brought up. And then you pose a question to him. And then real quick in my mind, I say, all right, I know he's going to say this blankly, blank, 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 because that's the Fox News talking point. Right. And then Ryan talks and outspouts the very same thing that I was just thinking about. Like, yeah, it is. It is. You, you can it, it, you can write a book right. <laughs> by responses of all these Fox News and Trump
0: people. Well, and that's why it was kind of easy talking to him. I knew exactly what he was going to say before he said it. He brought up the Keystone Pipeline, and I thought, oh, you ain't going to like what this. I knew exactly that you were going to say this. I actually heard that from three different people. I heard it from him. I heard it from somebody here in Minneapolis. I gave them the same, and and they, they don't say anything. Uh, But, but I talked to a lady when I was in Savannah, she was behind the counter and she brought up that keystone thing. And I looked at her and I said, you know, the real story about the keystone, she goes, I think so. And then I told her, and she looked at me, and she was kind of confused. And, uh, and instead of saying I was wrong, because we had a kind of a rapport, she looked at me and she goes, see? They're all lying to us. <laughs> and and I said that's the first correct thing you said. Don't yeah. trust anybody. Nobody's gonna tell you the whole truth as long as it's beneficial to them.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's rare to see people who actually have a uh, thought of their own.
0: Well, and you know, that's one of the reasons why I think that uh uh that Donald Trump has done very well. There are people in this country that feel like the government is pounding on them, that they are marginalized and they see this loud talking guy and that's their hero. They don't have the position or the courage to fight for themselves. So they get behind somebody they perceive that is going to fight for them and, and, and they will stick by them no matter what and accept anything, you know, hence the evangelicals looking, looking away from all the, the sins that Donald Trump creates just so they can get the one thing they want, and that's overturning Roe v. Wade. So yes. so he won for the evangelicals. Unfortunately, it's going to be a loser for the Republicans generally.
1: I don't know that you can call it a win for the evangelicals because these people are going farther and farther and farther off the cliff. Like you got pictures of Greg Locke baptizing people in front of a giant Trump, I don't know if it's a flag or um, I don't know, but he's baptizing people in a, in a horse's water trough in some church somewhere in the name of Trump. I mean, this shit is just insane. These people, (laughs) these people are insane.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, these people are mentally broken. It is a cult. We talked about Ginny Thomas and I mentioned this on the show before. I don't know if you know this, but in the eighties prior to her being married to, To uh, Clarence Thomas, she was she testified in front of Congress and she was in the media a lot because she actually was in a cult and escaped the cult. And then she goes off into this, the real world after getting out of the cult and then joins another fucking cult.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is, because people like her are are, um, they don't have a thought of their own small minded and they're easily manipulated. And these are the type of people that Trump goes after.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it's funny when I when I'm talking to Trump humpers, my wife and other people will say, just let it go. Don't, you know, don't say all this stuff and start something. And I said, this is why it keeps going on because they're allowed to say anything and people are afraid to confront them on it at yeah. some point you got to confront them put it back in their face and you know maybe they just don't realize what the truth is maybe i can help them out here uh nobody looks at it that way but i like to justify it by saying that yeah it's 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 a weird situation and i think the Uh, the end is coming for this whole Trump looking attitude. I think we're going to see these people being forced back under the rocks and they'll be more quiet. They won't go away. They won't disappear. We won't be able to eradicate them, but we will be able to shut them up. And I think that should be the first thing we do every time they talk, Donald Trump included. It just stirs up more shit in this country. Shit that we don't need.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I had a, uh, a, my 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 wife's mother just passed recently and um of course the family got together for the funeral and everything but um I've been going to family functions at my wife's family for you know for decades two decades now right and um she has this one cousin that we do Christmas every year at her parents' house and um she has this one cousin that he and I used to sneak off when we were younger we'd go into the garage and have a little um herbal delight, if you will, and uh Yeah, you like parsley Yeah parsley and yes. time <laughs> and rosemary. Yeah, you know, I get it. Yeah, we um, you know, we we were close. That was kind of our little thing for, you know, for, for many, many years. But um over the last I don't know, I'd say decade, you know, we hadn't done that so much. And um we wound up seeing each other for the first time in probably like five years um and it, the 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 interaction was it was it, it kind of took me it, it kind of took me back because of how deep into the QAnon stuff that this guy was yeah and he was spent the whole time trying to convince me of this that the other to the point where it got to the point where i was like listen man i i, I don't want to talk politics i don't want to talk religion just keep that shit out of here. We're here for my wife and her family. Like, it became an issue. you right, know? It became a right. real issue. And this guy, holy crap, was he far gone. And, and I'll never look at him again in the same
0: light. No, you've lost all respect for him. And, you know, when I run into somebody who wants to talk QAnon shit with me, I always say, yeah, but nothing that's ever been predicted has ever happened. You've been wrong every time. Yeah. But- oh, it's part of the plan. Yeah, it's all part of the plan. Yeah, <laughs> I've been hearing about this for five years. It's, yeah. it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Kevin, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. We are back on the Rational Boomer podcast. Kevin, a listener of the Rational Boomer podcast, is with me. We're having a nice conversation. And we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Hurricane Ian. That's the biggest story of the last few days. And what's happened yeah. down in Florida is absolutely tragic. Um, you're up in Connecticut, up in the East Coast, and we had a hurricane recently go up to Nova Scotia. Do you ever get impacted by hurricanes? I know it's rare for the Northeast, but I know it happens.
1: No, rarely, rarely does it happen. Does anything come up that far? We don't have tornadoes. We don't have earthquakes. We don't have hurricanes that hit us hard, although there was one in the 80s um that did come through my town but other than that um we don't get any major uh natural disasters here at all
0: well that's that's promising i mean here in minnesota we get the tornadoes and snowstorms and shit like that but-
1: yeah we do get the snowstorms here we do, we get those nor'easters that just pound us every once in a while
0: yeah those nor'easters are motherfuckers i, I mean i live in minnesota and we get some heavy shit but those nor'easters are fucking crazy. I mean, it it used to be Minnesota got buried in snow and ice cold weather all the time, but because of climate change, it's more in the Northeast where you're getting hit hard and, and we're still getting it, but not as bad as it once was.
1: Yeah. I hate. Yeah. The climate is definitely changing. There is no denying that.
0: Now, uh, what's interesting about this, about this, uh, um, Hurricane going through the midsection of uh of Florida, and I, I, you know, I've seen the 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 video and the pictures of Fort Myers, and I, I will say up front, as much as it's a red state, as much as there are a bunch of Trumple fucks down there, I like I like Florida a lot, and I have a lot of people I know and I like in Florida, but what happened to Fort Myers is absolutely devastating. I I, I cannot is. I cannot believe that.
1: It is. I've seen some of the videos and pictures coming out of there. It is devastating for those people. I can't imagine being in that position where everything is just swept away.
0: You know, from time to time, my my, my sons and my wife will say to me, you know, you're kind of a dick. They'll say that to me and and, and (laughs) probably because it's true. And so when I see something like what's going on with this hurricane, my mind, as much as I'm, Compassionate for the people who are struggling with this, uh, I want to say something like, uh, "Well, it's God's will," you know, because <laughs> that's what the evangelicals will say. I right, mean, right, right, right. If you remember, um, Ron DeSantis was um, in the House of Representatives for a time before being governor, and yeah. you remember when Sandy hit New York. Um. Hurricane Sandy hit New York, and it was devastating in New York. Absolutely. And he voted against sending them money because it was their own problem. <laughs> but, now, but now he's on bended knee, kissing Joe Biden's ass, wanting help. Now, the fortunate thing for him, and as I told people on TikTok, I said, as troubling as this, as tragic, as destructive, as devastating this all is. Here's what you can understand. The Democrats and Joe Biden, regardless of what your party affiliation is, they're going to be there for you. They're going to back you up. They're going to take care of you. They're going to try to make you whole again. You can count on the Democrats to take care of you. And you should be thankful that uh, Republicans aren't in charge because you know what they did to fucking Puerto Rico. Yeah, Joe Biden's not going to come down and throw paper towels to you and insult you. They're, he's going to take care of you, unlike what Donald Trump did. I mean, Puerto Rico's still going through shit because nobody did anything for them.
1: Right, right. They're still having a lot of powder outages. Um, I have a lot of family in Puerto Rico. And, um, yeah, the biggest thing that they need right now, I know Florida's also in need, but in uh, Puerto Rico, are those... Um, adapters that people use for their cars—you can plug it in, and it turns into a um, AC? outlet that you can use. Yeah, the—I uh, forget what the heck the name of the thing is, but um, it's yeah, an AC converter, main- I think. Converter, there you go. Yeah, that's that's the main thing that people are looking for there, and obviously water and you know the basics. But yeah, there's no power in a lot of Puerto Rico, and you know I'm sure we're going to be dealing with the same as soon as all the numbers and all the damages come out and see what this finally did to Florida. But yeah, it's it's going to be a terrible situation. I feel for them, I really do.
0: Well, after the I've been to I've been to Puerto Rico. It's a beautiful place. I love Puerto Rico, Um, but. What we should do if the midterms turn out the way I'm expecting, one of the first things we should do is try to make Puerto Rico a state. Um, You
1: know, what? I agree with that. But um, knowing uh, what I know as far as Puerto Rican politics is, is very corrupt, no matter Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. It's always a corrupt person next in the wings, ready to take over.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's uh, that that would be very tough. I, I believe that wouldn't I, I don't think that'll happen.
0: Well, you know, the Republicans don't want to make it a state. And the only reason they don't want to make it a state is is because they presume that's going to be Democratic and give the Democrats more power. That's the only reason there's no humanitarian or any other reason why they don't want that to happen. But I guess I hadn't considered about the status of politics in Puerto Rico I really don't know anything about it and I didn't I guess I didn't realize till you just said it that it is very corrupt like any other small nation it's not a small nation i mean it's part of us right. but it's just not officially a state
1: and that's kind of small you know short-sighted on republicans um on republican side because most puerto ricans are pretty conservative really you know yeah i i you know these these are um you know Family values, you know, husband, wife, everybody has their role, some of this stuff is older and you know um you know part of the fifties and sixties sort of mentality, but um yeah, I would bet to think that most of Puerto Rico's probably at least sixty percent conservative,
0: really I, I yeah, no idea. yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely,
0: well, you know the the interesting thing about. Florida in its current state, and it is devastating. And and I have only good wishes for all the people down in Florida, and hope they get through this safely. I know there's been devastation, destruction, and death, and there's been a lot of problems, and it's 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 heartbreaking to see some of the videos. But I I I think we need to warn some of the Trump fucks and the red state uh, Floridians down there. Because Florida needs help, financial and FEMA and all this sort of stuff. And Joe Biden and the Democrats and some Republicans will help them to get out of their mess and hopefully make them whole again. Yeah. But 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 what I'm concerned about is some of these Trump might be headed toward a trap because all this help could be considered socialism. Yeah, and socialism, right? Exactly. Man, and we know how they hate socialism. <laughs> I'd hate to see them go down that fucking rabbit hole and be 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 uh be trapped by the libtards. I it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It, it you know, I I hate to use politics against them in a situation like this because this is truly a tragedy and it is truly a crisis. But I'm thinking as Joe Biden takes care of what's going on down in Florida, this may work against DeSantis because DeSantis is known for not doing anything. And if Joe Biden and the Democrats help these people when they need it the most, maybe this will be a learning moment for some of the yeah. trouble fucks. You know, like you were saying before, they never even heard about some of these facts. Well, now they will have no choice but to feel the impact of who's helping and who's not.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you got some people saying, well, you know, maybe if Ron DeSantis was um, busy with preparing for hurricanes and hurricane season rather than shipping off migrants to Martha's Vineyard and now I hear another bus went to Chicago – and, um, you know, maybe if he wasn't so busy with all all of these uh, huge world stage statements that he could have got his own state ready for some of this.
0: Well, absolutely. And and when you think about it, it, it said that he spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars for those planes of taxpayer money. At the very least, that money could be useful now for helping people out. But he wasted it on some fucking stunt that blew up in his face. Uh, He keeps doubling down about it, but it blew up in his face. It did not bode well for him. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of things he could do. But unfortunately, uh, DeSantis and a lot of politicians aren't really interested in governing. They're interested in getting votes on the next election. So they only really do things to enrich themselves. And, And Ron DeSantis is a quintessential fucking idiot. That does that. He's he's not somebody who governs the state. He's all about himself.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I I like this new version of Biden where he's calling out the Republicans hypocrisy and calling out their bullshit when he sees it. You know, just today, I think the speech was today, but um, Biden stood up and warned the oil companies about price gouging and using this hurricane as a excuse to start raising gas prices. Right. He basically gave them a warning saying, don't you dare do it.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Well, you know, And I like this new version of Biden. You know, the White House Twitter page is calling out Ted Cruz for um for going back to his home state and taking credit for some infrastructure stuff that some highway had, thing, yeah, yeah, and and they call them out on it, saying, "Well, he voted against this, but he wants to sit there and hope that the people of this state are too stupid to realize that he voted against it." So let me take credit for it. Like right. these people, these people are just disgusting people.
0: Well, what what Joe Biden is doing now, being more aggressive, more assertive and, and more on the attack as opposed to just absorbing the punches, which is what the Democrats have always done. You would think after decades and decades of this not working, they would have decided before now that maybe going on the attack was better. I know Michelle Obama said when they go low, you go high. But unfortunately, when you're dealing with bullies and liars and criminals, sometimes you have to get in the mud with them and kick their ass at their own game. And and I'm I'm glad to see the Democrats are starting to figure that out.
1: Yeah, I guarantee someone did some sort of study or something somewhere to figure out, hey, Biden, if you uh kind of toughen up a little, it'll look good for your um, for your approval rating. And it has worked. It has definitely worked because I like this new version of Biden calling out all the bullshit. I like it.
0: Yeah, I don't know why you have to do a study, though. I learned that whole premise by walking on the fucking schoolyard and getting picked on. And then, well, when- you
1: know, you know, Biden's a conservative kind of Democrat, so yeah. you know, he's not used to you know giving any um any lashback or anything like that to these people. But it seems like he's turned a page, and someone told him, "Hey, listen, this is going to work in your favor, so start doing this." It's like a night and day thing. It happened pretty quick. So uh, that's why I think that there was something done or some study or somewhere to, you know, told them, hey, listen, you know, people will respond to this. This is what you need to do.
0: Yeah, well, well, Ed, Ed and I were talking about this in the previous podcast, and I think Ed's right. You know, he's an old school politician. He'd been in the, the, the Senate or wherever he was for 40 years or what have you, and he really believed – that he could come to terms with the Republican Party and come across the aisle and and work something out. It took a few times when he realized that may have been the case at one point, but there was no no negotiating with these people. They didn't want to do nothing. They didn't want to do anything. They wanted to do everything they could to shut Joe Biden down. And finally, apparently, he's learned that. And uh, hopefully he will continue down that path because the other way was not working.
1: Right. I agree. I definitely agree. And the timing couldn't be better because this is coming up. November is coming up pretty quick. Yeah. And uh,
0: You know, I think days. all of
1: this is effective. And even as much as I hated it to have the the J6 um, last uh, hearing postponed, I, I think that's going to benefit the Democrats the closer that is to um, voting day. Well, People first, are going to remember that, you know.
0: Well, first first off, I don't believe it's the last hearing. I really don't. I mean, you think of all the things they've done and all the, de- uh, all the depositions they've done and all the evidence they've gained. Do you really think they can wrap it up in one more hearing? I, I don't think so. I, you uh, know
1: what? I honestly don't know. But here's the thing. They're running out of time. They have until December 31st for – uh, Jamie Raskin and um, I mean not Jamie uh, uh, Liz Cheney and uh, what's the other Republicans name there? Uh,
0: um, Ken- Adam Kenzinger.
1: There you go. Those two are, are going to be out of their seats come December 31st. So I think this has got to get wrapped up and they, I believe I think this will be the last one. I think they're going to uh, have a long hearing and they're going to put a stamp on it with some of the stuff that they've just found out in the recent last month. And I think that's going to be
0: it. Well, they're going to have this hearing, but it's interesting how it's always reported. They say this is the last scheduled hearing. Well, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, this hearing wasn't even scheduled. They're qualifying it. It is the last scheduled hearing, but I'd be surprised if there wasn't one more hearing in October. Uh, That would be great. Yeah, I, I, well, and I, I've said this all along. They're going to walk this right up to the midterms. They're going to play this for all it's worth. Uh, you remember how when the hearings were going on, it was the hottest, biggest news and people were just right. buzzing about it. Then they stopped right. and everything else took its place, like the documents and the uh, Georgia and, and New York and all this other shit. Yep. All that kind of took the place. Well, it's going to be back at a fever pitch with with these hearings and this next one, because I think this one's going to have a lot of bombshells. It's about time. And I think there'll probably be another one. There's, there's two things they have to do. They have to have hearings, but the last hearing isn't the last word. There's going to be a presentation about everything. It's going to be like closing arguments.
1: Right, right. right.
0: And they're going to bring together everything and have charts, and that fucking thing might take two hours to get through. And then after that, they have to decide, are we going to refer people to the DOJ? Now, they're they're not they're not giving away anything on that, but they have to.
1: Right. right. Otherwise, what's all this? Yeah. What's all this for? Otherwise.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, they make a good point and they say, you know, we don't have to refer to the DOJ for the DOJ to investigate or indict. And that's true. And we now see that that the doj is has a grand jury for the january 6th insurrection they have a grand jury they have an investigation the one thing that they wanted was was evidence from the j6 committee and they kind of held back a little bit because they want to finish their show but the j6 committee is already giving um stuff to the doj and the doj is getting stuff in addition to the January 6th committee. So the DOJ has got a lot of information at this point about the insurrection. I think they're on track. I mean, what'll happen is the J six committee will end and then the DOJ will pick up the mantle and then it'll get really fucking ugly.
1: Yeah. I I truly, truly hope so because you know, another person, another couple of people, I would like to see in the spotlight of some hearing or other would be Marjorie Taylor Greene, bolber or anyone else who had anything to do with the insurrection or inciting people to go there and riot.
0: Well, I think that's what this next hearing's about. I mean, they're talking about the planning of it, the funding of it, and all right, of that right. shit. I think, honestly. In this next hearing, they're going to expose sitting members of Congress with text messages, emails, or audio or video. You're going That's to start what I want
1: inter- to see right yeah, there.
0: And I think you will in this next hearing. I do. I mean, I, if you're not, what are you waiting for?
1: Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: I mean, you'll be two weeks away from uh, the, 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 the midterms, and you've got the information. You've got the evidence. Jenny Thomas is going to get blown up in that hearing. I mean I think she already knows that that's yeah. why she's talking uh and then Roger Stone
1: I mean Yeah that's the oh my god I can't believe we didn't even talk touch on that. Yeah right. that's some some incriminating stuff that just came out about him.
0: I mean he it it has him talking about violence and all the little tricks and yeah. strategies and the bullshit and how they were hyping up uh uh Hunter Biden's laptop and all this shit. He basically he basically confessed right there on that video and the the crazy thing is is when this hearing starts they're going to have that video and they're going to play it there's going to be a big buzz about Roger Stone and Jenny Thomas but I don't think that'll be as big as the people they expose with sitting members of congress
1: yeah we can only hope so that is for sure
0: there there there's got to be a big finale i told people when we got into this that it was going to be an epic Mini series, and, yeah. and what epic mini series doesn't have a <laughs> huge clucking finale? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That, uh, that the uh Roger Stone videos was pretty shocking. Some of the stuff that he was talking about and saying, and you know, I mean, we knew this stuff was going behind closed doors, but to see it on tape is pretty, pretty shocking.
0: Well, you- know, you know Roger Stone was convicted of a felony, and he should have right. he was sentenced to forty months in jail, but of course donald trump um Donald Trump pardoned him, and now he's not doing jail time he's this guy's been a criminal since the seventies with with Richard Nixon, so uh, I mean that's his business. His, Dirty tricks, as they say, but that's kind of a misnomer because it's all criminal activity. Roger Stone is going to get blown up, and this motherfucker is going to go to jail. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that uh, Bannon coming up pretty shortly is going to be sentenced, and he'll be going to jail. Whether yeah, it's he two was years. just
1: found guilty, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was found yeah, he guilty. Was, yeah, found for guilty in
1: two counts. Um, something about avoiding. Uh, a subpoena, and the other one was just not even putting up a defense for that. Or uh, right. I, I didn't read much into it before we got on, but yeah, he he was found guilty.
0: Well, and and the important thing to remember, uh, Bannon, what he was found guilty of was not complying with the subpoena. Okay, right. Um, and and being convicted of this, he has a minimum penalty or minimal sentence for each count of thirty days. Or up to a year. So he could spend as much as two years in jail or a year in jail or even 60 days in jail. But that doesn't mean it's over for Bannon because we know Bannon was part of the insurrection too. He's, right. he's going to go to jail for this thing, not complying with the subpoena, but something else is going to come up in these uh, insurrection things with the DOJ and he's going to be held responsible for some of the shit he did there. And he'll be going back to jail. I think Bannon and Roger Stone will be in jail for a fairly long time.
1: Yes, we can only hope.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it it's, it's going to be entertaining. And, and some people think that, well, we've got to have a decision on this and a decision on that before the midterms. I don't think we do. Um, Because I think what's going on in the midterms, it's already – the damage has already been done for the Republicans. What's going to happen is what's going to happen.
1: I don't expect anything to happen before that. Definitely not.
0: But think about this. If the Democrats win in the House and win in the Senate and Joe Biden's the president, that means for two years they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can do something more with – Build back better, they can go after these clowns and put their fucking in jail. Uh, it's gonna be an entertaining tour.
1: Yeah, that should be expand the Supreme Court. Yeah, there's a bunch of things that need to happen.
0: Right. And the codifying of Roe v. Wade, that should be the first thing they do as soon as Absolutely uh, You know, the thing is they had many opportunities to codify Roe v. Wade. Obama could have codified Roe v. Wade but they felt like well you know it's pretty safe let's focus on other things and right. you can't you can't do that
1: they took so, it for granted
0: they did they did they took it for granted and the democrats failed in that regard so they now have to Drop everything and codify that fucking thing right off the bat. Take the power away from the Texas and, 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 and the Supreme Court and all this stuff. Cause if they codify Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court has nothing to fucking say about
1: it. Right. Yeah. There isn't anything they can do after that.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 it's frightening to see how close we are to the edge. I mean this midterm is
1: yeah you're not wrong you are not wrong I I feel that way that you know sometimes when I start thinking about you know what could happen if the republicans start taking back some seats in the house and possibly add some to the senate I mean it, it's that that's the worst thing that could happen to America at this point in time
0: what do you think would happen in America if the Republicans took back the House and the Senate? What do you think the general public would do in that situation?
1: Well, I mean, the general public, I mean, there's not much they can do in that situation. You know, once the votes have been counted, there's not much they can do. But I can guarantee the Republicans won't get anything done. They'll they no. they will will try to impeach Biden. They'll try to go after Fauci. They'll try to... You know, some of these big things that they like to yell and scream about when they're on interviews on Fox News or whatever, but they'll never get anything done. They'll just they're the anti doing stuff. They they're terrible.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, and the funny thing is, if that were to happen, where the Republicans get the power in the House and the Senate, then the Democrats will fucking love the filibuster. Yeah, they won't want to get rid of the filibuster then.
1: Yeah, no, of course
0: not. And, and and but But what I was getting at is, you know, we keep hearing about this civil war that if, you know, Trump gets indicted, there's going to be a civil war and they're going to fight back and they'll be fighting in the streets, which I think is absolute bullshit. They're all fucking cowards. And if they want to go up against the National Guard, the police departments, the sheriff departments, or even the military, they're going to get wiped out. They fucking know that. They're not going to start a war. But let me ask you this. <laughs> if The Republicans get the power in the House and the Senate. We know there's a lot of fear in the left side of this country. That's why Joe Biden got 81 million votes in 2020. There's a lot of fear. And people have been conditioned to understand, at least on the left side, that if the Republicans get control, there goes our democracy. That's what they've been told, and that's probably what they believe. Do you think... Do you think the, 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 the liberal side is going to go, oh, woe is me. We're It's so terrible. We've lost our country. Oh, well. No, you know, I, don't. I, I tend to believe that there might be some violence on the other side of the coin because they are so afraid and they do feel like they have to fight for their country. It's ironic. The Republicans went after the Capitol because they thought they were saving their country, but they weren't. Now, the Democrats on the other side would literally be trying to save this country.
1: Right, right. I, You know I just, ah, man, I just don't see that happening.
0: I hope not. But yeah, I, I really don't.
1: I mean, minimally, I, I believe we'll add a seat to the House and possibly one to the Senate. But I don't see losing the House and Senate. I really don't see that happening.
0: I don't either. I've said that all along. I don't think we'll lose the house and the Senate. But if we did, how do you think the Liberals would react?
1: Yeah, I don't see liberals burning shit down and, and threatening violence or even doing violence. I think they're more of a hey, let's get together and make sure we do this better the next voting uh the next time we vote. You know, I I don't see violence popping up if that were to happen. I really don't. I mean the, well, the liberals, let, let,
0: let me ask you this, Kevin, you kids, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're not a violent guy, right? No, no, no. What if someone walked into your house and said, "I'm taking your kid"? Would you get violent?
1: Uh, well, you know, the, that's the thing, though. The right assumes that liberals don't own guns. <laughs> you know, they, well, that's they think not that true. Liberals- are all af- uh, uh, um, afraid of guns or don't own guns, but that's just simply not the truth. If somebody walked into my house and tried to take one of my kids, that would be the worst thing that someone could do.
0: And you would it's- resort to violence to stop it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's not a matter of if they wouldn't do it. It's a matter of, of how far they're being pushed. And what I'm saying is there are some people that believe, and they may be right, that if the Republicans get into the House and, and, and the Senate, That we are losing democracy. This is going to cause a lot of fear on the liberal side of things. And how they react will be interesting to see. I hope it doesn't come to that. I don't think they'll lose the House and the Senate. But I worry about that more than anything. Everybody talks about the violence side of it. If you're taking away somebody's country, there's going to be a lot of people that are very angry about it and feel like they can't do anything. So violence is the only option for them.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at the, you know, f- flip that coin over, you-, you know, I'm sure on January 6th, that's how some of these people felt going to absolutely the yeah. Capitol. Right or wrong, that's what they were feeling in that moment because they had been lied to, you know. Right. right. I-, right. I I don't see that happening, to be honest. I don't see the Dems and the liberals burning the shit down and and you know, they they that's that's just not. I, I don't see it going that way.
0: No, I don't see it going that way either. I, I just worry about that because you're 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 really putting people in a bad position if the Republicans win, and you know there there are some people on both sides, Kevin, that aren't very stable. And, yeah, no, and, you're and, not wrong, and God knows who who and what they would do. But hopefully, that's not that's not the case. Um, um, what what do you hope to see happen? Say say the Democrats win in the midterms. Um, and then we got two years of Joe Biden. What What do you other than codifying Roe v. Wade? What other things do you hope we get done here? I mean, Joe's Joe's done a good job. He's been the most le- legislatively successful president in history. So yeah, say he hasn't done anything, but clearly we need some more things done in the next two years.
1: Well, the original Build Back Better was way bigger. I think they can get some of that stuff done. The original climate, um. The, uh, what the heck does AOC call it? The Green New Deal. A lot of right. the stuff in that thing was just stripped completely. You know, we have to deal with this environmental thing. I think above codifying Roe v. Wade and maybe the Supreme Court, maybe expanding the Supreme Court, I think the climate change has got to be the very first thing that we deal with because yeah. it is a very serious issue that's being ignored by the right and they want to pretend like nothing's happening meanwhile you got droughts in some places floods in others stronger hurricanes than people have ever seen tornadoes i mean you've got the craziest weather i seen a video today of a river going through a a desert for the first time you know this planet is is definitely going through something and then we need to address these climate issues that's got to happen
0: without question and of course the republicans are Dead set against the Green New Deal. Um and, and there's only one reason why they're against the Green New Deal, because it's going to pinch big oil and uh some of the other people and coal and all of this yep. stuff. And that's where they get their money from. They get fed by the big oil companies and the coal companies and such. So they don't want to do it, not because it's better for the country, but because it's better for them. And that's that's a tragic thing about our politics. It's all about money, and it's not about money coming to us. It's money going to the representatives that we have, and that shit's gotta gotta fucking change. It's just yeah, gotta. Be. I,
1: I think we should all have when it comes time for voting and electing officials i think they should have an even playing field regardless of where you're from everybody has a certain cap on the amount of money that they can make and donate and use towards their campaign everybody gets the same amount you do what you can with that and then you go to the polls and let the people decide but these lobbyists pumping you know, money into these coal lobbyists, you got the NRA, I mean, just pumping money into these politicians' pockets. And it, it obviously alters their decision-making. And it's, it's, it's got to be taken out of politics.
0: It does. I mean, money shouldn't be a factor. And, and we're seeing with some of these Trump endorsees, they're having real money problems. Real fucking money problems. I mean, the Republican National Convention is refraining from giving some of these candidates money because they see it as a losing proposition. Why give good money after bad?
1: Right, right.
0: You know, somebody like Dr. Oz, you really want to pump money into him when he's down by 10 points and has no chance of fucking winning? No, of course not. (laughs) He's
1: clearly, clearly going to lose there.
0: Yeah, he's definitely going to lose and they're trying so hard to discount fetterman well he had a stroke he's not he's he's not mentally sound well if you listen to both of them he seems far more mentally sound than dr oz dr oz is just a fucking mess
1: you know i think people i think what resonates with people is just the the normal guy aspect of fetterman you know he's just uh um normal guy, you know, even the way he dresses and uh, the way he carries himself, he's, you know, Oz seems like an elitist. And I think people can see right through what he says and what he's trying to do.
0: Yeah, I think Fetterman's kind of a perfect candidate. Uh, I mean, when we had the election in 2016, I think the real reason Donald Trump won beyond the Russians cheating for him um, was that, people and, and and politics should take note of this. I think people are tired of politics business as usual politics establishment. And Hillary Clinton represented that old school establishment politics. So they wanted something different. Their only choice was Donald Trump. Well, he's a businessman. He'll figure this shit out. They had (laughs) no idea what they were getting into, but they were willing to take a chance because they hated politics and politicians so much. And, And they should take a look at that and say, well, maybe we better take a hint from this, but Fetterman's a different guy. He is a normal guy. He's not a crazy guy like Donald Trump. He's a normal guy. And maybe, maybe that's the future of politics. People, uh, people running that people feel like they can trust because most people don't trust politicians. I mean, what fucking Congress has got a approval rating of what, like 7%? Nobody trusts anybody in fucking Congress.
1: And it's not just the Republicans, it's the Democrats too. Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I was just reading an article today as to how much um, NRA money is pumped into some of these congressmen, and it is uh, <laughs> it, it's it's astonishing. I mean, you're talking 30 million split up between a bunch of yeah. uh, different ones, and it, it's it's. I mean, these people are obviously in the their pockets. You know, this is this is the type of thing that we need to. <laughs> people are just tired of it. I, I think I, I truly, truly believe that America's eyes are open right now. And they are seeing all these politicians, whether the left or the right, for what they really are. And I think the midterms will show that uh, I think that the American public is just tired of the Republicans and the Republicans' way of thinking and doing things. And we're going to vote that way.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And, and, And to a certain extent, and people will just freak out when they hear me say this, to a certain extent, Donald Trump was a blessing because all the problems we now see that have been brought to the surface have always been there. It's always been underneath the surface and hidden. It's like a secret society doing all this corrupt and criminal stuff. All these racist, they were all under their rocks. Donald Trump is like a fever blister and brought it to the fucking surface. so now we can see it and know that it's true. So as much as it's painful, maybe now we can do something about it because we yeah. know it's real now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Definitely.
0: It's it's, it's, it's it's a scary time in this country. And I don't worry about myself because I'm old and whatever's going to happen to me is going to happen to me. I got a pension. I got Social Security and stuff. Nothing's really going to change for me, but I worry a lot about my kids. I worry a lot about my grandkids. I worry about, Uh, younger people like you, you got to live in this society. And when I'm dead, I hope to God, we don't leave it worse than the way I found it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely agree. You know, I believe it or not. I am a grandfather as well. Really? Yeah, I am. (laughs) I, uh, I spend Sundays with my grandson. I usually pick him up early and he spends a day with me and I love my Sundays just like you, running around with your grandkids, you know, grandkids are the best. And, yeah, they and, are. You know, my thinking has become more, you know, what kind of planet do I want to leave? What kind of legacy do I want to leave to my grandson and, um, you know, that generation? And I want to be able to go to my grave saying, you know, I, I, I know I at least did a small part or at least
0: yeah, you know, tried to,
1: tried to do something to make it better for his generation.
0: Right. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up here, but I have one question for you about grandkids just to see if I'm off base or not. Is Go it ahead. is it bad to like your grandkids better than your own kids?
1: Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I tell my is son it, that all the time.
0: Cuz I do that. I mean, my granddaughter <laughs> and my grandson, they're the, they're awesome. They're the best people I know. And my yeah. my my sons, they're they're, you know, as they used to say back in the day, they're right <laughs> you know, i have no yeah, problems no. with them they're I doing think their was, own thing
1: yeah your perspective changes a little after raising your own and then seeing them have a child and raise them you know your perspective changes
0: what i love about my granddaughter especially is that both her her mom and dad are pretty low-key and easygoing and they see me and they go oh jesus uh Dad's talking shit, and he's in your face, and he speaks his mind and all that stuff. The funniest thing is I see this little girl, and that's exactly who she is. They're going to have fun trying to raise this kid because she's (laughs) not going to take shit from anybody. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy watching that. Well, Kevin, thank you very much for uh, taking the time out of your day to sit and talk to me. Uh, As I've said before, these shows with listeners are always the best shows And uh, always the most entertaining shows for me because I only have to do half as much work. So thank you for that. Thank
1: you for having me. I had fun again. Always, always enjoyed this.
0: All right. Well, Kev, come back anytime you want. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And I know the folks listening get a lot out of it. So we appreciate you coming by.
1: Okay, Mike, have a good one. And to the listeners out there, go register and vote. Let's, uh, Let's get this done in November.
0: Absolutely. Folks listening, I hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.